Hi, we are relationship specialists, Dan and Carol Oler. Thanks for joining us for our podcast series called Relationships by Design. In this episode, we talk about the past, the future, and now. We've just finished our semi-annual retreat. We reflected on the past year, the insights, learnings, and hope for the future. We all know that we've gone through an interesting year. There's been worldwide chaos and grieving and a sense of despair. However, it's provided an opportunity to evaluate and prioritize. The point is, how do I choose to live my life and how do you choose to live yours? It's a new year. I, a little bit of a story. I was thinking back about a year ago and we always have our semi-annual retreat where we take some time to talk about our personal lives, who we want to be, how we want to live, and also our business, and to kind of set some intentions and some plans for the future. And I remember last year, everything looked so bright and so full (laughs) of promise. We had so many things, big plans of things that we were going to do. I remember going away from that retreat, just really feeling charged up, excited, and full of energy and ready to go. Kind of with some direction. Yeah. (laughs) How about you? Absolutely. That's why I choose to be a part of those retreats that we do. And the interesting piece is that what we have chosen to do is come to a spot where we're, it's more about our beingness than what we're going to achieve and accomplish. However, that's part of it. And last year, 2020 was a whole lot different than what I think anybody ever could have envisioned. Well, it started off really great. A lot of our things we wanted to do and mm. how we wanted to treat each other and work in our community and all of that stuff was just happening and rolling along. and Everything was going along well. We did the Rocky Mountain Couples Retreat, which was just fabulous. Mm. And then <laughs> March, COVID, pandemic. Yeah. And I think it was a world rattler. I think so. I, I know it was for me in a lot of ways, and I've oscillated back and forth on what I feel and what my experiences are around that. And I think for a lot of people, it brought an unknown. And I think about the stages that I went through, and I've looked back on it since. I read somebody's article where they related to it like a grief, like a, a loss process, and the stages that we went through with that. Totally, it was a loss. You know, I think most people where a lot of people lost jobs or at least their jobs changed, normalcy. It was a loss of norm, what we call normalcy because everything changed. And for many, it was a death of their plans, how they envisioned things going along. And the reason we're talking about this, I, I think it's important for us to take a moment to look back and reflect so that for me, I can then say, Hmm. So that's interesting. This happened and here's how I responded or reacted or whichever way I did that. And going forward, how might I choose to be in this coming year so that I can maybe learn a little bit from the past or be able to reflect on it in such a way that I can choose going forward to get the results I want in my life. So I think that this past year was a real good jogger for us to kind of force us or to have us to stop and reflect on life and what it's all about. And I think that's a really powerful point is how can we use this moving forward to live our lives in a way that um, we really want rather than, I mean, for a lot of people, you know, I 
myself included, you know, when COVID hit, there was disbelief. How can this really happen? It's in the news, but it's not really here. To then anger and frustration and aggression, maybe even reactions that we took to people and things. You know, I heard stories of some strange things that people did. And again, I think based on the article that I was reading, a lot of those are sort of the signs and symptoms of grief or of a loss and how we deal with it. There's a disbelief. There's a sense of anger and frustration that we've lost whatever we've lost. And most of the time it's in relation to a person or a job or things like that. And then to move into anger is really a part of our processing. It's the way our psyche works. And really it relates back to, I think about a podcast we did a little while ago where we talked about the dreaded drama triangle and victimization and victimhood and how it can be a nasty cycle that we get into. And yet when we can be aware of it, what's going on for us, and then come out of it and look for those learnings and ways to reprioritize and to do things differently. And even in the grieving process, you know, eventually, at least my perception is that we come to a point where we see some hope for our future and we're willing to move ahead and to let the past go. And sure, we might remember it, but we can move forward possibly in a new way. You said something there as part of that moving forward, you'd said, maybe do things differently. And I was struck when you said that, that perhaps we don't do things differently. Perhaps there are things that we, or I, continue to do in the same way. However, I do it with a different mindset. And so what I recognize is I'm not ready to throw everything that I choose to do out. However, What I'm noticing about myself is to be more conscious of what I'm doing and maybe to be okay with, well, I've consciously chosen to do this. I didn't just do it as a reaction. It was, this is how I intend to be. Can you tell me more about that? Give me an example or something. Let me think about this past year. Okay. A good example would be, I have always invested a lot of my time and energy into volunteering and putting into the community. And at times I've felt overwhelmed by it or maybe even, you know, that things were expected of me by others or that maybe I wasn't valued and appreciated. And so I've come at times to resent the things that I've chosen to do in our community. And with this COVID experience, I had an opportunity to not be doing many of those things. And time to then step back and analyze, you know, what do I value about being involved in our community and thinking about, well, I really love community. It's something that I've just feel one of my pieces that brings me the most joy is when I'm with people. So I value community and I value being of service. And so being a volunteer in our community really does serve me. And so to go back into that, when the restrictions were lifted and I was able to step back in, I chose to go back to doing the same things I was doing. However, I was doing them with a different perspective, a different attitude, recognizing that I was choosing to do what I do, regardless of what anybody else thought, or I thought they thought, which is probably worse. And what I realized is that I could choose to do exactly the same things, however, do them with a different mindset. And I was still getting those same things done but I was feeling different. I was feeling more fulfilled in my choice. 
You mentioned something, Carol, that I think is really genius there. You said about you really value being with people. Mm -hmm. You value being of service. You value community. I think that maybe that's a big part of this year has maybe been, or for me, it's been to help me really stop and figure out what it is that I value. What is important in life? What energizes me? And then because we've had this reset, it kind of allows me, and it sounds like you in this case, to sort of readjust or to still do the same things, but do it sort of in a way that is energizing according to those values rather than maybe feeling resentful or as if it's a duty. Yeah. And I use the word intentionality a lot. And I realize that for me, it's about doing those things with an intention. Who do I want to be when I am doing those, which relates totally to the values, because when I'm intentional, I am considering what I value and coming from that space. And you're doing things that energize you accord because it's congruent with those values. That values piece is a really powerful, powerful thing. I as well value, I've come to realize that I, in a more conscious way that I really value supporting people, helping people, being with people, and helping others to really excel and succeed in their own way. So I think that that was one of the real shockers or one of the downfalls for me is not having that ability to really, or feeling like I had the ability to really connect with people, to hug people in a way that I always have and to do it with real heart and feeling. And yet, looking at some of the great things that have come out of it in that first few months after the pandemic hit, we saw our families more than we have in the past <laughs> years because we were connecting with them on a reasonably regular basis on Zoom calls and phone calls and things like that. So that was really powerful. It's just, it was done in a different way. Yeah. And the piece that stood out for me, and I know many others had this experience, was I was very grateful that the technology was there because we couldn't physically go and be with those people. And yet to be able to utilize that technology, regardless of our rural challenges and it being in and out sometimes, it was still there. And we were able to have those experiences. So again, for me, the opportunity was to be able to say, I really appreciate seeing people in that way, as opposed to being angry that I couldn't give them a hug. And how does that relate to this coming year? And as far as what, you know, the applications part of it. For me, I think it's that mm. to continue to use that technology and to connect with people in a different way, but to continue to do it and maybe to do it in a more mindful and conscious and in the word you use, intentional way. Yeah. So that those connections and those relationships continue to grow despite anything else that's going on. And it's interesting when you said, how does that relate to this year? It, I went into a place of reflection on, hmm, so what really does that mean for 2021? And I don't know, can I still go hug people or can I go visit with them? And yet I can choose to be very loving and kind in whatever way I'm able to have those interactions. So thank you. That was a really good question. And I think that we can also still plan the future, still move ahead, still building those relationships in an intentional way. And then for me, it's to be totally present and clear when I'm actually with you or that person that I'm having a phone call with or a Zoom meeting with so that I'm totally present and clear and really enhancing the relationship and getting the most out of it. That presence is a, a piece that I am working on that 
I haven't always been good at it. And I still, you know, my mind wanders and I think back and I think ahead. And my perception is you're way better at that than I am. And so I'm aspiring and I don't set New Year's resolutions. However, I am, as I look forward, one of the things that I'm intending to be more of is being more present and really letting people have their thoughts and speak until they're done speaking rather than interrupting and things like that. You mentioned the New Year's resolutions. I remember years ago when we would have our retreats, we would set those specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-based goals. Mm -hmm. And it always, I went away from those retreats just feeling, beating myself up. And it just didn't seem to work for me. Whereas, you know, looking forward is how we want to live our lives and who we want, who I want to be. It's much easier for me to do that. And which relates to the being present. Then I can be present in that every single day. And yes, it's important to have those plans for the future. But as we've seen this year, we really don't know what's going to happen. So we have to be able to be in ourselves now and then create those experiences as we go. And again, since this is about reflection, I'm reflecting back to those times where you said we used to do the retreats differently. I came away with a level of fear and disbelief in myself because we would set lofty goals. And that part of my brain would go back and say, yeah, 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 well, based on results, when are you ever going to do that? Or, and you know, I've done that with weight loss and health and things like that in the past where that niggly part of me comes out and says, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And in the past, I chose myself to be fearful that here I'd said I was going to do these things with business or with whatever. And then I had a sense that what if I don't attain it? And so as I look forward to 2021, I absolutely don't want to set any of those tangible things because I recognize there could still be a whole bunch of stuff that's outside of my control. And yet what's within my control is how I want to feel, how I want to be in every moment. So what you've just said really is powerful for me. And I'm so delighted that we've chosen to do our retreats in a different way where, sure, we look back and we gather what we can learn from or what our experiences brought us to know or experience differently. And in going forward, we can set an intention to be present and be loving and to really bring those values to the front and to think about how I choose to really live my values and go forward. I think about some of the stories that we've heard from coaching clients and other people that we work with, family, through the year. I remember shortly after COVID happening, hearing from a young teenager about there were a number of kids in the family and they were all busy in different activities and normal for them was one running this way, one running another way, mom and dad doing their stuff, entrepreneurs. So there weren't any specific hours of the day. And they had got to a point where they rarely had meals together. And this young person said to me, we're now having supper meal together. And we're having conversations where we set our phones aside. There's no screens there. We're sitting around the table and having good conversations that we haven't had for years. And I think that that was one of the gifts that that particular family had out of the whole COVID reset or however you want to put it. I've talked to a lot of people who have had a variety of things where they've gone, hmm, there were some things that I did learn by this. It wasn't all bad. 
there were things that I could go back and look and glean from that. Another coaching client that I had, busy entrepreneur, business got a real shakeup through the whole COVID thing, had to readjust and do things differently. And she said that one of the things that she gained out of it was she had some time to really stop and think. And she began a meditation process mm -hmm. where every morning she would do some thinking, some reading and meditate before she would go through her day. And she found that over the months as she got going on it, it really had an effect on how she felt about what she was doing in her day. Hmm, that's cool. Thank you for sharing that. I've talked to people that have learned new things, taken on maybe hobbies that maybe they've thought about for years and didn't have the time to actually pursue or that when they had extra time on their hands because they couldn't go to their job, that they were saying, okay, what am I going to do now? And they started exploring how they might move forward. And uh, one of the people that's coming to mind started gardening with a group of people in their complex. And they were living, are living in an apartment block. And the swimming pool was then shut down because, of course, for COVID, they couldn't have that. And what they chose to do was take that swimming pool area and the deck around it and start growing things. They started growing tomatoes and produce and things. And I could hear the energy in this person's voice where she was so excited about that, wasn't able to go to work. And so now was putting her passion into making things beautiful around the complex. And then they moved on and they started planting around, you know, shrubs and things all around the outside of the building. And she's gone on now that she's enrolled in her master gardener's program or whatever it's called. But the point being that out of what appeared to be a horrible thing happening on the planet, which it is, that she was able to then say, no, I'm going to start exploring something new. And she's not the only one. We've talked to other people that have developed different hobbies too. Sometimes it can even be a, I'm going to use the word freeing experience. I think of not just COVID, but at times in the past hearing about people who have been laid off from their jobs. And there's that initial grief that goes on because it's not normal anymore. And yet, oftentimes, they're able to then pursue something that's been a real passion of theirs moving forward. So it actually frees up their energy to do something that they truly love, are truly good at, and to really enhance how the world works. It was interesting to hear you talk about this lady and the food that they were growing too. I know we grow some of this natural grass-fed beef here on our small place. And I remember in April, May, all of a sudden we started getting calls, people who wanted some of the farm produce because they wanted to know where it came from, because there were concerns about packing plants being shut down and vegetable supplies because of trucking and shipping that might be disrupted. And so people really got interested in their food and where it comes from and how they can create it themselves. And that, I think, is a real key of another piece that for me has come out of this is a willingness to be aware, to be noticing what I'm doing, to be more conscious of things. And even the controversies that happen, you know, this person believes that you should or shouldn't do this, and that person believes the totally opposite. And when I come to a space of rather than arguing my way or being invested in being right about something, when I truly listen, it allows me to stop and reflect and say, hmm, what's right for me? Whether it's where do I get my food or whether I choose to wear a mask or not or get vaccinated or not, it's 
I think that we're coming to a place in our world where many of us are becoming more intentional, maybe, maybe more aware, maybe more conscious, that in every moment we get to choose. And so I don't have to just do something based on what someone else's belief is or what somebody else thinks is right or wrong for me. I get to choose what's right or wrong for me going forward. And that's empowering. And I believe it's also, you know, one of the pieces is to be appreciative of being able to do some of those things. And you wrote an art, a great article a while ago about being interested rather than invested. And so if we can be that interested and curious and aware, I think even about, you know, the mask rules and I don't like the word social distancing because I don't think that fits for us as human beings, but maybe physical distancing. Mm -hmm. I believe that with those sorts of rules, it has helped us to become more aware of our surroundings and what's going on. So rather than being the invested in the right or the wrong, to be interested, but we're aware of a much bigger circle around us and maybe can be interested in seeing some different ways, some different things that others are doing, maybe we can use ourselves. And I think that awareness is, is a really good word. Thank you for using it. That was, I think, the word I was struggling to find. I think that as I am becoming more aware, it allows me to be more conscious and intentional. I can look around me and see what's going on and check in with and become aware of how I'm feeling or experiencing what's going on. That's a great word. Thank you. And I think that you just said something that's genius as well about checking on the feelings. Because I've always thought, not always, but for a long time, I've thought that we live our lives backwards rather than allowing outside circumstances to make me feel a certain way. So it's rainy outside, so then it's a nasty day, or it's snowstorm, so it's a nasty day, or, you know, and I don't feel good about her, it's cloudy, so I feel blue about it. Rather than that, to be able to get up in the morning and say, here's how I'm choosing to feel today. I'm choosing to feel gratitude and appreciation and joy and fun and to experience love. And if I set that intention right from the get-go in my day, then I can use any other experience around to prove that rather than the other way around. So I think some of the real key pieces that come out of this as far as reflection on the past, moving forward into the future, I see a real value in being aware of some of the key pieces that bring joy and happiness to life. So what's the solid foundation upon which we can build moving into 2021? So a key one for, I think I can say for us, is about relationships. Mm -hmm. It's about finding ways to build our own relationship with myself first, and then with you so that we can have a really solid foundation here at home. That way, you know, I can go out, I can be tied up in business consulting and other stuff. And there are times when volunteering where, you know, I get maybe a little rattled or I meet a, I'm going to call it a naysayer, and it can sort of knock the wind out of my sails and I might feel like it's stolen my energy. And yet to be able to come home and for us to have that really solid foundation here where we support each other, we can care for each other, we nurture each other and continue to build that relationship knowing that that's solid, it helps me to deal with anything else that comes along. And in order for things to be solid, what I recognize is that we've identified that that's a value, that's a priority. And then what we do comes out of that. So because that's a priority for us, we've chosen to then say, so how do we strengthen that? And 
some of the things that we then physically do are a result of that initial thing. So, okay. And I guess this is kind of where a New Year's resolution would come forward. And yet I don't intend to do it that way. However, going forward, how could we support that? Well, let's make sure we have quality time morning and night together. Let's ensure that we do this many meals together. Let's ensure that that's where the doing pieces come. However, they're grounded in that values piece. I think that we've just come through a great season that proves that too, Carol. Um, Christmas. I think that most people, most families have accepted or created some rituals that they have every year, which is why Christmas for a lot of people was really tough this year because a lot of those rituals, family gatherings, going to church, whatever it was for them, weren't going to happen. And so it gave us an opportunity to create some new rituals. And what you're talking about, what we do in our relationship at home, are rituals that we have developed and can develop moving forward where we do them every day. It becomes kind of habit, but it's got real, real value. Things like, as you said, the meals together. What other things can we do or can other people do to create those rituals? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Christmas is certainly a Christian-based thing that it happens for people of other faiths and other ethnicities that have routines and rituals. They can happen wherever. However, for us to be conscious rather than to say, well, we've always done this on such and such a day. What value is it giving me? Why am I celebrating this? Do I believe that? Do I, to be conscious about it is such a valuable piece. And so going forward, I will continue to celebrate Christmas and to do it in a conscious way where we get to decide how we're going to celebrate it rather than just doing it the same way that my parents and their parents before them did. And to do it because you really, really enjoy it and you feel good about it rather than, oh, well, this is what they've always done. So I guess I got to do it. (laughs) Well, and I used to be there in years gone by where I thought I had to have this many types of cookies made and these things delivered to this people on this particular day. You know, that's a December the 24th thing, not a December the 22nd thing. Or, And I, I really struggled when we were first married. And you said to me, do you really need all that? Do you have to have gingerbread and shortbread? Could you choose one or the other? And I remember getting really angry about that. And yet I have reflected on it since then. I've grown up a little bit. And I recognized that I was doing that to myself because I thought that was the way it had to be done. And Again, I still do both gingerbread and shortbread. However, I do them differently. I do them with a different mindset and all the rest of that. I think a part of this whole shakeup has been, it ties in with values and relating to the values is establishing or deciding what energizes me or you or other people and really doing what energizes me and what I'm good at and also recognizing the things that stress me And then finding ways to either cope with those in a different way or to manage my life or my time or to maybe choose to not even be involved in some of those things that cause the stress so that I can choose to live in a more joyful life. Yeah. And I know in addition to that piece, appreciation is so huge for me. And I have over this past year really appreciated some of the smaller things. And I'm not alone in that. I've heard many people say that. And for me, we sit and look out our window and we're fortunate, very fortunate to live where we do. And 
smell fresh air and watch the birds and the deer romp around. I really appreciate that. So I think the appreciation of what there is going on well for us, and we're all in different places. We're very fortunate. Not everybody is. However, I think there's always something, some little thing even, that we can appreciate. I talked to a friend of mine the other day, a very prominent position in a big business and now working from home and has been since March. And he talked about how it was really tough for a while to adjust to that, but he's really grown to appreciate that he doesn't spend an hour every morning and an hour every night driving, dealing with city traffic, getting to and from his workplace. And instead, he's got that extra time at home with his young children. Adds some extra stresses, absolutely, but real appreciation. He talked about how they're doing some new things with their family, playing cards rather than everybody on screens, playing board games where they're really relating and connecting and going out for walks and bike rides as a family, things that they didn't tend to do in the past. I guess as I look forward to 2021, what I'm gleaning from all of this is, what do I intend going forward? What experiences would I like to create? Who do I want to be? And what are some of those little things that you and I can choose to do, whether they're rituals, routines, or spur-of-the-moment things, however, to do it intentionally, to do it consciously, and to be really present when I'm doing that. The word luxury comes to mind. Mm. I think in the past, a luxury was, I defined it as something that was probably expensive, probably rare, probably maybe even a little bit out of reach for most people, and yet the small things I'm realizing are really the luxuries in life, and so to appreciate those. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of comes down to, you know, I hear people talking about hope. And in a book that I was reading the other day, there was a really beautiful statement that said, hope is a choice. Add in persistence, and you change the world. So I believe, you know, hope is a choice. It's one that we can all make. And yet it's not airy-fairy stuff. It's like what we do at our retreat where we're looking at our future and how we're going to live our lives and who we're going to be. That might be called hope for the future. And yet when we add some persistence and mm. some daily rituals and some gratitude and appreciation, then we absolutely are changing our world. And I believe that as we all work on ourselves and our own relationships, we're changing the bigger world because it ripples out. And when I think about the word hope, for me, it allows me to feel a little bit more uplifted. And there will be a variety of things in this coming year that may or may not cause people some hope for the future. And for me, when I've got hope, then maybe there's some possibilities. Possibilities. Ooh, that's a big word. Mm. Possibilities and potential. When we <laughs> go tie in the hope and persistence and passion, and that just pulls it all together. Mm -hmm. Wow. So 2021, just kind of wrapping back to what we started with. That's full promise. Mm. Man, there are a ton of opportunities. Yes, the, what's going on in the world there's challenges. Mm -hmm. And yet when we're able to think differently, be differently, really evaluate our lives and truly be who we want to be as human beings in every moment, there are a ton of opportunities out there where we can change the world. Mm -hmm. So call to action. This is tough stuff. Thinking about this and how we can move forward in 
positive and powerful ways amongst all of this. And yet the world is full of promise and hope and a belief in humanity. And, and so for people who may not be in a place to be able to experience that hope, I would invite that they would reach out, that there are perhaps people in their world that they could have that conversation with. And if you don't have those people or you need something different, we're absolutely here. And so I invite you, if you're one of those people, to give us a call or drop us an email or a text, and we would be happy to be here to be in support. Visit our website, read some of the blogs and articles and podcasts and videos, and each one of them have some little things that can help to change lives. And with that, you know, I still have a belief in humanity. I think that we, as humans, can pull together. I have a hope for the future. And I guess part of that hope is that no one will be left behind, that we're all here to support one another. And in 2021, that I hope and I intend to treat people with love and kindness and respect. And and my hope is that others will do the same. And the past shows that we are resilient. As humans, we are resilient. We'll keep moving. We'll keep changing. Challenges always bring up new opportunities and ways. And I believe that that's going to happen even more so as we move forward. So imagine, just imagine 2021, a year that you'll reflect back on and say, that was earth shattering for me (laughs) in a good way. I learned, I grew, helped many people. Imagine what it can be like to be able to look back on 2021 and say, that was the best year ever. Thanks for listening to this episode of Relationships by Design. We trust you created value for yourself. Our vision is healing our planet one relationship at a time. To help us do that, please give a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to visit our website at www.danandcarol.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. You'll also find tools and information to support you to create your relationships by design.